Crumble Flan, Part Six: The Shape of a Plan. At the Grubbins place. Old Grubbins? Face like the back end of a pig? Yeah, they say it was his missus's cooking. Blimey. The king said to swallow Lyle's soap. Yeah, well, I'd like to see the king try that. I mean, what's cleaning yourself going to do for it anyway? Exactly. Everyone knows it's a judgment sent down on sinners. You want to stay well clear of the Grubbins lot? They started it, apparently. Mrs. Grubbins tried to poison her husband. Did she? I never liked the Grubbinses anyway. I heard soap might cure it. Nah, it's a punishment from God. I always knew those Grubbinses were a bad lot. So, you say it all started with a rat? <laughs> yeah, I see, yeah. Did you try eating some soap? <laughs> Yeah. It's not even a real plague, you know. You what? And now they're going to try and tell me I can't eat rat. That's my human right, ladies. What do you mean it ain't real? Have you seen Robbins? <laughs> they say you're safe as long as you wash your rats in lye and have never sinned in your whole life, see? And as long as you aren't related in any way to the Grubbinses. Slept well, did you, Sid? Enjoying your stay at the castle? Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh. Good <laughs> oh. Lord Crab Tight. Yeah. Your floor is really comfortable, actually. Delighted to hear it. Now, let us to work. We must put together a clear and accessible plan to present to the people. Before they start spreading a lot of nonsense, let alone the disease itself. Right, you are, my lord. Ooh, yeah. Where'd you get to before we called it a night? Lord Craptite's plague plan. At the request of their gracious majesties, King Vivian the Vague, just the greatest of all rulers, and his queen, Ermintrude the Organised, damask skinned as the yellow rose of Crumbleflan. Firstly, I... What? Is that it? That's it. Oh, I really felt like we'd broken the back of it last night. Yes. I mean, we were working for hours, weren't we? Truly. The candles were all burned right down when we went to bed. Went to the floor, in my case. Surely this cannot be all of it. Is there more paper somewhere? How about this lot? No! Don't look at those! I can't read, remember? Oh yes, thank heavens for that. Why? What are they? Nothing. Just very important political documents. Do not concern yourself. I may not be a reader, Lord Crabtite, but I can tell the difference between words and numbers. And these pages have a lot of numbers on them. A lot of numbers that have been crossed out and written differently in another column. Look, would you just leave it? Pack it in, all right? Does this word say taxes? Put it down. And this word here? Is that hat? Can't read my bony buttocks, you deceitful dung shoveller. Give me those, yes, instant. Well, 
But maybe I can read a bit. Just a few words, mind. Short ones. Like hats. I'm no good with long ones, like... Embezzling. How my hatred for you boils within me. Nah, you like me, really. If you breathe a word of whatever falsehoods you think you know about, you will gasp in chest-collapsing dread as my torturer, known to all as Massive Merrick, sits on you. I'm not saying anything, me old China. I don't understand these things. Good. Anyway, if you want to lie to the king and queen, that's your lookout. I'm staying well clear. Vivian, are you awake? I said, are you awake, Vivian? Oh, dash it all, Aventrude. Let a man gather his wits before you start a full inquisition, can't you? I, I, I haven't even had breakfast, you know. How can you still be in bed? Why aren't you dressed? It was quite a heavy day yesterday, my dear. Indeed, and things are far from resolved. Your people are in panic and great peril. You can't lie about in bed all day. Besides which, you ought to have a jolly good bath and make sure nothing plaguey is hanging about you. Oh, why don't you have a bath? The water's freezing cold. I have, and it woke me up. We can only hope that it has the same stimulating effect on you, Vivian. Maybe then you won't be such a bumbling disappointment. Bumbling disappointment? Cruelty of that kind is unwarranted at such an early hour. You, 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 you cut me, Ermintrude, very much to the quick. You made a perfect fool of yourself yesterday. You know you did. We must fix it. Oh, but bed is so comfortable and, and, and warm and far away from dusty people. Come along, up you get. I'll fetch Grundleburn whilst you bathe. Oh, go away. Up, Vivian! Uh, uh, quite right. Uh, oh, tub would I go. Ah, Your Majesty. Good morning, Grundleburn. How are you? Passing well, Your Majesty. I did a few rampant mongooses before breakfast, and that always puts the pepper back in my pot, so to speak. A few... what? Rampant mongooses. The rampant mongoose is one of the key poses of the yogi masters. It aligns the chakras, not to mention the spine, and opens a third eye. You've only got one eye, though, Aldith. I am speaking spiritually, Majesty. Of course. With your third mouth? Uh, no, that's not quite right. Never mind. I imagine you're eager to hear of my progress with the play cure. You mean you have one? You've cracked it? I don't think I'm quite there, Your Majesty, but I do believe I'm on the right track. Tremendous stuff! Well done, you! To put it in simple terms for Your Majesty, you would agree that the plague is caused by foreign aspects infecting the body? You're not talking about the French, are you? By foreign, I simply mean not meant to be inside the body. Yes, uh, y- yes, I thought that's what you must mean. 
Now, there are many renowned ingredients for casting such unwanted elements out of the body. Garlic is such a one. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me. You used to eat a clove of garlic every morning. You said it was terribly good for you. Indeed. I had to stop, though, as my breath was beginning to wilt, dear Mr. Biggles Pelt. It's true. You stank to high heaven. No offence. I have a highly developed sense of smell, you see. Quite so. So, I was looking into garlic. Incidentally, I had a thought. I made a note somewhere. Oh, yes. Garlic bread. Think there's anything in that? Bread made with garlic? No. Sounds foul. No? I think it might be the future. Careers could well be built on it. Definitely not. Let's get back to the cure. Of course. Well, there's garlic. There's also honey, which is very good. Grundleburn the Great. I... Oh, oh, good morrow, Your Majesty. Majesty. Lord Crabtight, Sid, what do you seek of Grundleburn? Whatever it is, I'm all yours, Lord Crabtight. Good grief. Yes, uh, right. Well, um, madam, did you just wink at me? What? Just it's hard to tell, what with only the one eye. The thing is, Grundleburn, we've written a speech, a campaign. Well, uh, we're calling it a conditional campaign. That's right, because it's not, well, it's not... Uncomplicated, see? That's right. And we wondered if you could, um, mayhap, create some visual aids? Pictures like? Yes, pictures of a sort. Uh, to help make the information more readily accessible to the townsfolk. Help get their thick heads round it, you know? I'm sure I could. I'd be happy to help. So you have a fully worked out plan, then? We think so. Almost. Yes, Your Majesty. But as we said... It's not um, terribly straightforward. However, it should make clear that we are doing what we can to help them uh, without making any promises we might not be able to keep. And it outlines things that they can do to prevent the spread of the disease, Your Majesty. Then let us to the King. You can present your speech for his approval. What? Right now? Yes. As in, now? Yes. What's the matter? Uh, Nothing. Just... Uh, maybe a few T's still need crossing, is all. Couple of I's to be dotted. Tis true. Have you a plan or not? Oh, yeah. Verily, Majesty. Right. Come on, then. Good news, my darling. The Chamberlain managed to get a load of water boiled up for me. <laughs> this bath is actually very relaxing. <laughs> Look, they even found me a little wooden duck. Hmm? Quack, quack. Yes, yes, very good. I brought Crabtite and Sid to present the speech they've written, setting out a plan for the people. Uh, uh, right. Your gracious majesty. Majesty? Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm intrude. I'm in the bath here. Morning, Your Majesty. Good morning, Grandalban. Right, right, yes, yes. Well, go on. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yes, uh, Your Majesty. So, <clears throat> firstly, do continue to work as normal, unless you are able not to work, in which case, do not work, unless you can. If this be the case, then do work. But do what thou canst uh, to avoid working closely with others and animals. If thy work is with animals, such as blacksmithing or... Swine herding. Swine herding. Then continue to work, unless thou canst, uh, but try with all thy might to keep a distance of three pigs from, say, a pig. And, er... I mean, there's still some fine-tuning needed, but the general thrust of it is that we trust to the common sense of the people of Crumbleflare. Oh! <laughs> what have you done? Oh, I just put my hand in this pot of boiling water here. Oh, oh, that's smart. Ooh. Why? Well, I, I just wanted to see if it was hot or not. Good help us. Hmm? That was Crumble Flam, with Callum Hale as King Vivian the Vague, Philippa James as Queen Ermintrude the Organized, David Boyle as Lord Crabtite the Cunning, Jacqueline Johnson as Grundleburn the Great, Roger Parkins as Sid the Surf, and Lewis Alcock as a peasant. <laughs> <laughs>